1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Whose Line Is It Anyway stars Colin Mochrie and Brad Sherwood bring their scared scriptless tour to Strathmore in North Bethesda, Maryland this Saturday. I spoke with Colin about his favorite improv memories, as well as hilariously roasting his TV co-stars like Ryan Stiles and Wayne Brady. Hi
0: hey Jason, it's Colin.
1: Hey, Colin Mockry. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in DC. Um
0: thanks for having me.
1: Now, uh, I think it's like the third time we've spoken. Actually, I think you called in when you came to the Kennedy Center in 2016 for that big NSO show, and then again at Warner Theater, I guess, with Brad Sherwood in 2021. So I assume this one here uh, at, will be more like the the latter. It'll be you and Brad, scared scriptless at the at the Strathmore. So is it more like the thing we just saw at Warner? And-
0: yeah, I mean, it's still basically uh, Brad and I doing a version of Who's Line without the dead weight, as we like to call uh, Styles and Brady. So um, all fun, made up, everything starts with the audience, non-political, goofy fun.
1: Awesome, and why, and, and, and have, have Ryan and Wayne heard you call them dead weight? Or will this be new when they're listening to this interview and they're gonna say, son of a con. I
0: don't think they understand what, uh, what dead weight means. So, you know, they're not the brightest. <laughs> uh, I mean, both of them, very lovely people, very lovely. We'd give you the shirt off their back, but you know, thickest posts.
1: The only reason they're giving the the shirt off their back is to is to lighten the dead weight. That's the only reason. Um Exactly. Right. <laughs> um how long have you and Brad been doing doing this particular I mean we'll get into who's line in the TV history and all that in a minute down the line but you know in terms of this scared scriptless sort of uh stage touring show how long how long have you been at it?
0: Uh we've been touring I think this is our 22nd year. So um I guess you know, so far so good. Don't want to get too optimistic, but it seems to be going well.
1: Yeah, you know, who knows? The Stratham one could could be a disaster and be the last one, but I don't think so. I think it's gonna be good.
0: <laughs> um no we're we're pretty confident. We feel good. We we we've figured out what to do
1: now. Awesome. Well speaking of figuring out what to do, yeah. What what sort of stuff are we gonna see? Uh I assume you know, some is it going to be some of the famous, you know, our favorite improv games or any audience interaction? You know, stuff we saw on Who's Line or is it like stand-up comedy stuff mixed in between or like what what kind of games we see?
0: It's yeah, it's all um, totally improvised. Everything starts with a suggestion from the audience. We have many games where the audience is on stage with us, providing either sound effects. Uh, one of the, um, uh, a Who's Line favorite, the sound effects game, and then there's some games that we've had to Uh, sort of make up or adapt because there's just the two of us and then there's games that we um who knows we may try for the first time there we're constantly coming up uh, with new games that uh, make us as
1: uncomfortable
0: as possible because we find the farther outside of our comfort zone the more fun we have
1: i love it and i assume those games i mean it's not like trademarked by Who's Line itself. These are like improv games that probably go back to, you know, local improv theaters around the country for a while, right? Like you can pretty much do these games and not have to worry about it being, you know, branded as Who's Line, right? Yeah. So far they haven't sued us.
0: Uh, I mean, even the Who's Line games uh, that we played, a lot of them have been, you know, theater improv games and theater sports improv games uh, forever. So I think the improv community just uh, shares everything. Because we're, we're those kind of people,
1: I love it. So the whole point is, if you're, if our listeners, you know, show up to the Strathmore on August 26th, they're going to be in the audience and they will have a chance, maybe, to get called up on stage and do blank. Like, give me an example uh, for a good radio soundbite. Like, what, what might they get? They're sitting there enjoying the show. What might they get called up to participate in?
0: Um, we do a game called Six Brave Volunteers. They line up behind a, a microphone, and Brad and I will do a scene at every. Uh, Every once in a while we won't finish our sentence. When we raise our hand, that means the person is at the microphone has to finish our sentence. And not just with one word. Sometimes they, you know, go on for a little while. So it makes it really... well uh, wacky I guess for lack of a better word because you never know what these people are going to say
1: I love it and makes it so much different than going to just like a regular stand-up show which is fun and all but uh this one you're going to be interactive and you never know every show is going to be different because it's all improv it's going to be great um dote on your your little co-star here I don't know I said little (laughs) co-star he's a big guy (laughs) (laughs) he's 6'4 he's he's pretty big (laughs) dote on your big 6'4 colleague Brad Sherwood (laughs) uh what makes him so funny or I guess how how should we put it? Uh, if you had to bottle up his energy and sell it, you know what would that label on the bottle say for Brad <laughs>
0: Um, It would just say "Major Irritant," because major. Uh, that's kind of what he is. He's all, we have sort of a sibling uh, relationship where he's like the younger brother who's constantly finding ways to to irritate me and 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 bug me. I mean, he's a ve- he's a uh, incredible wordsmith. He loves words and play on words, so. He's a great verbal comedian and that that really is his strength.
1: I love it. I love it. So grab a bottle of Major Irritant. <laughs> what? How, what, what would, how would he label you though? You know, self deprecating for a second. How would you know what would be his comeback at you after calling Major Irritant?
0: <laughs> oh, well, I think uh, for me, he would call my bottle meal ticket. Cause let's face it. <laughs> I'm giving him a career.
1: You are the meal ticket. You know what I mean. I love it. Uh, you're he's scared and you're scriptless. Um, well, exactly. and then and final, I want to go into some of your your career journey a little, but real quick while I'm thinking about while we're while we're labeling people because that's so funny soundbite wise. Ryan and Wayne. I know you called them dead dead weight, but Ryan Styles and Wayne Brady. You know, if if you're gonna compliment them, what would what would it be?
0: Well, I mean, I, let me tell you, Jason, how painful this is, but I will do it. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Uh, Wayne is basically just raw talent, he can do everything, you know, he can sing, dance, impressions, he's funny, so that's also a major irritant, and, uh, you know, I grew up with Ryan, so I've known Ryan for, oh geez, almost 50 years now, and he um, is never, he, he's never at a loss, he's always knows how to make the, the funniest uh, a line, He's incredibly generous as an improviser. You know, he, he started as a stand-up, and a, a lot of stand-ups aren't very uh, sharing when it comes to improv because they're used to being, like, the centre of attention. But Ryan gets as much enjoyment out of setting you up for a joke and seeing you crush it as he does getting the punchline himself. So I know I make a lot of fun of those guys, and, I mean, really, there's a lot of fun to be made of them. But um, – We've been very lucky with the cast of Who's Line. Everybody really still gets along very well. Everybody's become really close friends. So it really has, not only is Who's Line being great for us all professionally, but personally also.
1: Absolutely, that's good to hear that that Ryan gets as much joy out of watching you knock a joke out of the park as himself. Sounds like a very giving uh, comedian uh, in that way. And then I guess Wayne, I guess Wayne. I mean, uh, when when he went on Chappelle and did that hilarious sketch, what would you? Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke? A you know what? Was he talk? Was he ta- yeah. talking about
0: you or who? <laughs> I, I, no, of course not. I am. I'm almost like a substitute father for him. He uh, just adores me so much. He would never dare choke this bitch.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, note to self, uh, I might have to might edit around that on the live radio, but that's making the podcast, baby. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, hey, uh, t- you talked about, you know, that you grew up with Ryan, you know, more or less over the career and everything. So reminder listeners real quick, our story, your, your story of like, you know, born in Scotland um, back in like the late fifties, but your family moved to Montreal and then Vancouver, you know, at a pretty young age, you came to Canada. So you mostly grew up in Canada. Um, so remind us how you, how you broke in. Uh, it was at Second City in, in Toronto, like late 80s, right?
0: Yeah, um, I was at Second City. Um, Ryan had actually just left to go to uh, LA. We were at Second City together. And the Who's Line um, producers, Dan Patterson, Mark Levison, were doing a cross North America audition tour. So they auditioned our cast after, they saw our show and loved it. They auditioned us at eight in the morning which um, it's a horrible time for comedians to audition for anything. <laughs> and uh, because we auditioned as a cast, we did that thing that casts do. Everybody was very supportive of each other. So nobody really stood out. And it wasn't until the next year, my wife had written a, a project with her writing partner that was been picked up by Imagine Television. I moved down there, they came through again. I was working with people I didn't know. So it was like, hey, look at me, look at me. Uh, a valuable lesson for the kids there don't share, go for yourself, and uh, managed to get it there. So um, from there, I thought, oh, this will be fun, this little show in Britain, that'll be, and then it just became a a career. Um, My first show, my daughter was two months old. We just filmed in January. My daughter is now 32. So it's been a, a good steady gig.
1: Wow, it sort of spanned your daughter's whole entire life actually that that gives you a good a sense of how long and and fruitful and successful this has been yeah, I guess that british one um uh, was from eighty eight to 99 something like that um and it was hosted by clive anderson uh remind just memories of you what made clive a fun host or just the vibe of that british set compared to you know we'll get to drew carey in a second that's what most of us remember but you know just memories of of we've seen some reruns i'm sure of the british ones kids today even have seen some of those old ones so yeah what was it like working with clive
0: clive is great i mean he is incredibly smart very dry he's like the epitome of what you think a, a British person would be um, <laughs> uptight, but, but still very funny. And um, a few years ago, it was the 30th anniversary of um, the British who was lying. And we did four live shows at um, Royal Albert Hall. So uh, Clive was hosting. We uh, Josie Lawrence, uh, Mike McShane from the British show were there. And it was, it was like no time had changed. <laughs> um, everybody was still fun. And, you know, Clive is, the master of a sarcastic dig and does it so well and still hasn't
1: lost a beat i love it i love it Um, And then, of course, as we just mentioned, you know, it comes over for an American version. It's such a hit in in Britain that I I guess Hollywood takes notice and say, oh, we can we can do a version of this on ABC from 98 to 2007, a huge, amazing, popular run uh, with Drew Carey behind the desk. Uh, Just similar like you did for Clive, uh, you know, dish on Drew for a second, because to me, I mean, you all were hilarious. I don't want to take anything away from you. You're doing the improv. But man, watching Drew just cry laughing behind the desk as he's like, frantically hitting the buzzer like i can't stop laughing stop stop it, like him crying laughing is what made it so funny to me
0: yeah drew was like one of the biggest fans of the show and i cannot say enough uh, lovely things about him he every year he would take the cast and crew of not only Who's line but the drew Carey show on some trip somewhere he was very appreciative he'd say you know you go out there you guys work for you know four hours and then people come up to me and say how much they love my show so he really um liked to show how much he realized how integral we were to his success and of course he was a big part of the success of who's line as you say he was the audience representative people loved watching him cry with laughter at uh, whatever we were doing
1: Oh, it's so great. And yeah, and what is it? Uh, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. And, and, and so many good c- catchphrases. And I guess him hosting this sort of like a, I guess it's not a game show, but you know, the game show style is probably what made him the new Bob Barker on the new Price is Right. So it worked out well for everybody. Um, well, we have oh, yeah. to, I want to mention um, some of the side splitting guest performers that you had because I mean, Robin Williams was hysterical, rest in peace. And Richard Simmons, that one is, like, TV gold, all-time stuff. Like, I'm just what, – what did you say? Like, this one takes quarters or something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, uh, memories yeah, of R- Richard I, and Robin. <laughs> um, Robin, um, I think, well,
0: certainly was a dream for all of us. He was certainly a big influence on everyone who was on that stage. And, you know, when he joined us, you know, he was an Oscar winner who was doing our little show, and he was so – um, in the spirit of of improv, just one of the guys he was one of those people who knew the crew's names within minutes. He was uh, lovely to all of us and had such a great time and I mean he, he elevated our energy by one hundred and fifty percent. He was just like a ball of energy. so that, that was a, I think a special moment for all of us. We were all uh, all of us who were there for that show. Um, that was an incredible moment, just uh, a chance to meet one of your heroes and also just to see how lovely a man he was. Um, that was really special.
1: Yeah. And then, and then and R- and uh, Richard, Richard Simmons, Simmons was just la- la- falling on the floor laughing.
0: He, uh, God bless him. Just so committed to it and was there to have fun. And I have to say, I think that scene is like one of the funniest scenes that was ever um, on television. People constantly would, um, you know, send it to me whenever people come up and talk about how much they enjoyed whose line. They always mention that scene because and it was because of Richard, because he was so committed. I don't know how much improv experience he had, but, you know, he just did everything you hope an improviser would do. So, again, lovely to have him and certainly a lot of energy.
1: Absolutely. I'm with you. It's one of the great moments in TV history, right? up. It'll go down alongside Vitamita, Vegemen, and all the, <laughs> all the other stuff. I mean, exactly. It was, well, if that's the one everyone talked about, but like for you, like, did you have a particular, like, I don't know, and there's hard to say what's your favorite moment. There's so many games, but did you have a favorite game? Was it like seems from a hat or hoedown or the, I always love when you and Ryan did like the, the greatest hits or the infomercials and stuff like that, but I don't know. What was your favorite one to do?
0: Uh, let me just say, it will never be Down. It was <laughs> Down was the most reviled show in the history of that show. <laughs> Nobody left it. For me, it was, uh, I think, Greatest Hits was consistently my favorite. Um, first of all, I got to sit down, which is always nice. And then um, it was Ryan and I goofing around for a little while and then handing it off to these amazing uh, singer improvisers. So. It was a perfect scene in that I got to be a participant, but I also got to be a viewer and watch, you know, genius of these musical guys. It, yeah, it was all, that was always a fun scene.
1: Oh, you and Ryan are classic together, man. I think a lot of those all-time TV moments uh, between the two of you as well, uh, and tossing it to Wayne too for the songs is—it's it's amazing. Uh, well, before we go, I do—I'd be remiss if I don't mention—you know—it kind of had a—it re- had a revival on the CW from 2013 to present. Gosh, has it really been 10 years of that version too, hosted by Aisha Tyler? Man, time is flying. Um, but yeah, addition—you uh, know, Drew Drew left and and did Prices Right. How 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 fun has it been working with Aisha?
0: It's been great. You know, when we, when um, I heard Aisha was hosting, I thought, oh, great, because I, I, I knew, of course, for from all she, she's done, but I thought, well, how are we going to make fun of this beautiful, strong black woman with a great sense of humor? And uh, luckily, we found a way. <laughs> she um, she's just loves to get in there and mix it up. She's, again, great at the insults, uh, which, you know, spurs us on. So she has been a great um, addition. I love that every host has stamped it with their own personal style and she jumps in there and does scenes with us. Um, yeah, again, we've been very fortunate with the people who have been at the helm of the show and she has been um, exceptional
1: awesome well you've been really exceptional and generous with your time i guess sort of like in the final seconds you know the the big elephant in the room everyone wants to know is you know we got this writer strike and actor strike going on at the moment i mean obviously this is a touring thing coming to strathmore so that that's different than like you know scripted shows or whatever but like how does that affect whose line i know i guess the show is renewed like just renewed in may they said there's going to be a 21st season but i thought i saw you know rumblings that the 20th season was going to be the last one because you know the cast wasn't getting fair compensation and residuals and all that stuff that everyone's you know uh striking for now so where where does that stand
0: um i uh, tell the truth i have no idea i mean it is it has been an ongoing thing with uh the who's Line family it's it's tough because this is a show that's given us all a career so it's hard to be incredibly bitter against it that being said um i don't I don't think anyone there feels that they've been compensated fairly because we have come up with the content of the show, but there's no, um, there's, there's nothing in contracts or deal with improv. Um, basically we are the writers of the show and I'm putting writers in quotes because as I said, we're coming up with all the content. So we should be getting some sort of compensation for that. So um, that said, who who knows what will happen. It's such a small, in a way, small part of our career because it's, the shooting is like two weeks out of the year. And I think most of the time we take it as time to sort of get together and, and have fun as opposed to, oh, this is a job. But it would be nice to, especially when it seemed like every second week we saw, uh, you know, the show was being sold to... to uh, stations in britain it was sold to hbo max there's a new streaming service that's just being sold to and we don't get a, a piece of that so we feel there should be some compensation
1: i agree entirely it's like you're saying the improv it's a unique scenario where you're sort of the actors and the writers and you're not really getting uh you know your your fair shake for that if you ask me but it, like you're saying it, it's a larger conversation like you know for decades and decades and decades, writers and actors secured yeah. rights for residuals or, you know, something would make this much money at the box office for a movie. You get a piece or does this rating on TV, you could kind of track it. But now that all this stuff's getting licensed and picked up and, and original content for HBO Max and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, everything else, are you getting a piece of every time someone subscribes? Or It's like we need new rules for, for everyone to get fairly Yeah
0: i mean writers have been throughout history unfairly um uh, compensated i mean without without writers i mean of course you have improvisers but still <laughs> you writers for the movies the series the you know improv is great for uh, you know certain shows but for like really in depth look uh, a look at people's lives and uh, uh, the day-to-day things that people go through. You need a writer with a strong point of view, a strong sense of dialogue, and they are important to uh, entertainment, to the world of entertainment, and have been ever since the talkies happened. So um, I hope it gets resolved quickly and fairly, and you know, people can start making a, a great living again at what they love doing.
1: I love it. Well, this has been a great interview, and I award you a million points. And well said on the the strike. Um, All right. Well, Colin Mockery coming with Brad Sherwood for scared scriptless at man. That's a our mouthful. Let me try it again. Yeah, you
0: got to be very careful. It could go really bad very quickly.
1: Scared Scriptless at Strathmore. Say that five times fast. Uh, August 26th uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, right outside of D.C. So get your tickets now, everybody. Colin, thanks so much for joining us again. It's always a blast catching up with you.
0: Oh, thank you, Jason. Always fun.
1: All right. Talk to you later. See you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.